John Mark, Joe about Hate Street. This is TheBealPod.com, The Week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from halfway between the Fillmore and the Mission in scenic San Francisco. Today is Thursday, the 28th of March, 2019. There are 346 days and remaining until Ispanahoba 2020. On this date, in 193, Roman Emperor Pertinax is assassinated by the Praetorian Guard after attempting to reform the unit and also probably not paying them, showing that entrepreneurial spirit of the imperial Roman age, they then auctioned off the crown. 1566, the foundation stone of Valletta, the capital of Malta, is laid by Grand Master Jean de Valette of the Order of St. John. 1802, the asteroid Pallas is discovered by German astronomer Heinrich Wilhelm Matthias Olbers, the second asteroid ever to be discovered, the third largest asteroid in our solar system's asteroid belt. 1854, Britain declares war on Russia during the Crimean War following French Emperor Napoleon III's lead. 2003, members of the American Air Force mistakenly fire on their British allies while invading Iraq, killing one British soldier and injuring five. Birthdays are, in 1836, Prussian-born German-American brewer Johann Gottlieb Friedrich Pabst of the Pabst Brewing Company. PBR. In 1868, Russian-Soviet social realist writer and activist Alexei Maximovich Peshkov, commonly known as Maxim Gorky. And in 1878, Siberian-born Jewish-American painter Abraham Walkowitz, one of the early American modernists. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to tapilpod.com or send us an email at tapilpod, at gmail.com. A gory jury has convicted 20-year-old shepherd Malchaz Chobauri of murdering an American family with Georgian citizenship, Laura Ryan and Caleb Smith, in Duchetti last year. The 12-person jury convicted Chobauri of all charges, including rape, premeditated murder with extreme violence, the premeditated murder of more than two people, and premeditated murder aimed at covering up another crime. Laura Smith was an English teacher in Barneuli, where she lived with her husband, Ryan, who ran the Rewoven Community Development Project, and with their four-year-old son, Caleb. They were killed while camping last July. In a case that drew a bunch of media attention, the prosecution is asking for a sentence of life in prison. Kobaudi's defense lawyer says that they plan to challenge the ruling. The United National Movement met in Tbilisi on the 24th for their 8th Party Congress, where they elected 2018 presidential candidate Grigol Vashadze as chairman, replacing honorary chairman and ex-president Mikhail Saakashvili. They also added 10 new members to their political council. Misha called in to the conference from the U.S. saying, We need to ask ourselves, what did we do today to free Georgia from billionaire and Otsneva leader Bidzina Ivanishvili's claws? Vashadze spoke, saying that Otsneva has turned a successful and exemplary state into a place of desperation and nihilism, a domain of corrupt officials and criminals, and a drug plantation, among other accusations. On the 19th of May, Voters will return to the polls to elect a new mayor in Zubdidis, Esaponi, Chiatura, and Hulo, Sacrabulos, and eight, eight municipalities, and a member of parliament for, Tatsmin, for uh, the Tatsminda area of Tbilisi. Former Zubdidi mayor 
Lasha Gogia was arrested in November 2018 on corruption charges. The Tatsmina parliamentary seat was vacated when Salome Zudabashvili became president. Misha's wife, Sandra uh, Roloffs, announced that she will be running for mayor of Zugdidi on the 22nd, representing the United Opposition, a 12-party coalition. Vashadze also spoke the announcement, calling her run a grand rehearsal for the 2020 parliamentary elections. Roloffs ran for a parliamentary seat in Zugdidi in 2016, winning over 45% of the vote, but withdrew from the runoff because of an inter-UNM dispute. She could have gained a seat in 2016 through the proportionally allocated seats, as she was number two on UNM's list, but she withdrew her mandate without giving a reason to the CEC. Georgi Shengalaya will represent Otsneba. Meanwhile, in Tatsminda, former lawyer and Free Democrat chairman Shalba Shavgulidze will be running on behalf of his party and European Georgia and radiologist and former Tbilisi Sakrabulo chairman Lado Kachadze will represent Otsneba. Social workers across Georgia went on strike beginning on the 25th, demanding higher pay, more resources, including lawyers, psychologists, and cars, um, and more social workers in general, following failed negotiations with the Ministry of Health. 180 of the 227 social workers in the country refused to show up to work, and the protesters were also joined by former social workers, NGO, and other supporters. They've also demanded a meeting with Prime Minister Mamouka Bahtadze. The main rally was held outside of the Tbilisi Chancellery Building, with smaller rallies in Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv Gori, Kutaisi, and Batumi. The announcement of the strike came about a month ago after a child died and social workers were blamed for not intervening. At least one social worker has been threatened with firing for going on strike, and the strikes, work, striking workers have said they will still respond to calls about violence towards children, the elderly, and disabled people as their only exception to the strike. Minister for IDP, Labor, Health, and Social Affairs, David Sagarenko, said that no element in social programs will be interrupted or discontinued and that the work has been adequately redistributed amongst the 20% of social workers that did not strike. Deputy Minister Tamila Barkalia said that, sorry, Barkalaya said that the ministry has given in to their demands by paying transportation costs, reducing administrative duties, and giving social workers private spaces to private places to talk to clients and that they will ask for higher salaries next year and hire 30 more social workers. A recent report from the State Audit Office noted that there are only seven social workers for every 100,000 people in Georgia. For comparison, depending on the region of the country, the United States has between 80 and 572 social workers per 100,000 people, depending on the area. Parliament approved Otsneba's controversial amendments to the law of Georgia on common courts with 89 votes in favor and 31 against on the 20th. The new bill addresses Supreme Court nominations, allowing any citizen over the age of 30 with a higher level degree and relevant work experience, such as five years experience as a judge or law experts with five years experience that have passed the judicial exam, to apply for nomination in a high council of justice run competition. Next, the High Council will share the information of all eligible applicants before using a secret ballot to decide on a long list of candidates. Those candidates will then participate in public interviews with their council, followed by another secret ballot to whittle down the list even further. Final list of candidates who receive two-thirds of the council's 
Votes will then be presented to Parliament for final approval. In other words, a highly public and labor-intensive process for Otsneva to get exactly the judges that will do exactly what they want them to do. Opposition, civil society groups say that the bill will help further entrench the clan that controls the judiciary. The competing European-Georgian bill has already been voted down with 24 votes in favor, 42 against. Their bill allowed any high council member to nominate a candidate, and every candidate that met the existing requirements for the position would then be submitted by the council to parliament unless the nomination nomination was voted down by all of the other members of the council. Ekebeselia and her 12 allies also submitted a different proposal in which Georgian citizens over the age of 30 with higher level legal education at least 10 years Work experience would participate in the competition with candidates vetted by a parliamentary working group under the Legal Affairs Committee instead of the council, as in the other proposals. Notably, Beselia's version does not permit current High Council of Justice members to be nominated, though they can apply if they have been off the council for at least one year. UNM Faction Chair, Member of Parliament Roman Gotseridze, Summoned Prime Minister Bakhtadze to Parliament on the 22nd using a new section of the Parliament's rules and procedure that allows for government officials to be summoned to answer pre-submitted questions from MPs. This was the first instance of the rule being used. Gotsadidze questioned Bakhtadze about crime, saying the rates have dramatically increased and that the authorities are not combating crime because they need criminals for electoral purposes. Bakhtadze responded that the 54% growth in crime rate in 2018 over 2017 was due to improved recording standards and that the opposition was manipulating the numbers to make a political point, begging the question if they've had like five or so years to deal with the statistical reporting of crimes, why did they wait this long to deal with it? Chairman of the Parliamentary Defense and Security Committee, Irakli Sesiashvili, proposed a bill last week that would allow only Orthodox clerics to maintain their current exemption from mandatory military service. His bill would close a legal loophole that allows religious officials to postpone military service that has been abused allegedly by groups, including the somewhat wacky libertarian Girchi Party, which has created a religious organization with the express intent of allowing people to avoid the military, according to the Girchis, 15,000 people have joined their religion for this purpose. However, Orthodox officials will remain unaffected as they are exempt from military service through another path, the constitutional agreement between the church and state signed in 2002. Local NGOs have condemned the proposal, saying that it prevents people from different religions from receiving equal treatment. Parliament held a hearing on the 21st on the controversial draft code on the rights of the child. The author of the draft, Sopo Kiladze, spoke about the sex education section, saying that it would be voluntary depending on the parent's will. The original bill was developed with UNICEF and did not allow parents to opt in and uh, also didn't include mention of traditional values or homeland, what that would be doing in a law is unclear. UNICEF declined to comment until further changes are made public. Uh, An archbishop close to the ultra-conservative Union of Orthodox Parents, um, uh, 
Kremlin puppets, also spoke, saying that non-governmental organizations which are financed from abroad should not be allowed to intervene in Georgian family life or the relationship between a parent and a child. The bill has faced lots of conservative criticism, ranging from demands that mention gender be removed to concerns that the code will not permit parents to slap their children which some conservatives have said is not violent. The code will also ban children from entering nightclubs after 6 p.m. without a parent or guardian, which is apparently legal at the moment. Request from the Pod editorial board. If you ever hear anybody talking about traditional values or Georgian traditions, for that matter, see if they will give you a list and please share that list with us. The Interior Ministry submitted a bill to Parliament titled The Law on Combating Crimes Against Sexual Freedom and Sexual Inviolability, which would create a sex offender registry for those who committed crimes against children and would increase punishments for sex crimes against children. People in the registry would be banned from working on education or government as a physician and from going within 30 meters of educational establishments in other organizations that work with youth would not be allowed to live with minors and would have their rights to vote, carry firearms, and drive stripped. These restrictions would be in place for at most 15 years with the precise amount of time up to a judge's discretion. Ekebeselia rejoined the Committee on Legal Affairs, uh, which she was chair of until December 2018 when she quit over disagreements regarding the Supreme Court nomination. President Zudabashvili gave her first televised interview taking... Uh, since taking office uh, to TV Pirvelli. She said, among other things, that she meets with Bidzina Ivanishvili regularly, but hilariously added that they only meet in her personal capacity and that they never discuss politics. She also said that she stands by her controversial decision to hire her daughter-in-law as an advisor, saying that every administration needs one person that they can trust absolutely, she declined to comment on intra otsneba conflicts and the Supreme Court nominations, saying it was inappropriate to weigh in as a nonpartisan president. Hmm. The EU monitoring mission in the State Security Service denied social media reports that Russian forces had crossed into Georgian-controlled territory last week and seized the land um, land in the village of Didi uh, Hurvaleti near Gori, South Ossetian authorities had announced increased military measures for the 13th after local activist group Strength and Unity announced plans to help two residents cultivate their land, which the South Ossetians called a pre-planned provocation. South Ossetian, can you have a spontaneous provocation? Yeah, I guess you can. South Ossetian President Anatoly Bivilov has announced that legislative elections will be held on the 9th of June 17 of the 34 seats will be assigned proportionally using the party list system with 7% threshold, and the remaining 17 seats will uh, represent single-member districts. During the most recent elections in 2014, Bibelov's United Ossetia Party won almost 45% of the vote. The 92nd Incident Prevention and Response Mechanisms meeting was held on the 22nd in Irgneti, near the South Ossetian uh, AVL. EUMM, South Ossetian Georgian residents, attended. They discussed the usual topics, borderization, high-profile deaths, etc., as well as the recent reopening of crossing points, protests, and provocations that never happened in the village of Kurvaleti, 
unmanned aerial vehicle flights over South Ossetia-controlled territory, and the NATO-Georgian military exercises. The next meeting is scheduled for mid-May. International Committee of the Red Cross announced that 23 bodies from the 92-93 Abkhazian War and the 2008 invasion were identified last week. They included 19 Georgians, 3 Abkhaz, and 1 Ossetian. The Red Cross estimated that over 2,300 people from the conflicts are still missing or unidentified. Sukhumi-based news agency Apsni Press reports that Russian troops in Abkhazia have increased by 30% this past year. Abkhazia has set a fixed price of 600 rubles, or 25 U.S. dollars, for obtaining residency permits, which have been somewhat difficult for ethnic Georgians living in Abkhazia to get. Locals have expressed doubts that the fixed price will prevent local officials from asking for bribes in exchange for permits, though. The permits are, however, legal requirement necessary to cross from Gali into Georgia and back at official crossing points. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg visited Georgia on the 24th, 25th, meeting with Prime Minister Bakhtadze, President Zurabashvili, and Parliamentary Speaker Irakli Kobachidze. He also visited the Joint Training and Evaluation Center, where Georgian and NATO troops currently are participating together in training exercises. European Union Trade Commissioner Cecilia Malmström visited Tbilisi on the 18th and 19th to discuss the implementation of the Deep and Comprehensive Free Trade Agreement. She met with Bakhtadze Zurabashvili, EU Ambassador Karl Hartzell, and NGO representatives, and also participated in a European Union-Georgia business forum. Foreign Minister David Zalkaliani was in South America from the 17th through the 23rd. He was in Uruguay on the 18th and 19th, meeting with Foreign Minister Rodolfo Ninovoa and other officials. He then visited Argentina on the 20th through 22nd, where he met with Foreign Minister Jorge Faurie and other Argentine officials uh, attending the second high-level United Nations Conference on South-to-South Cooperation, where he also met with foreign ministers from Ecuador, Bangladesh, and Mozambique. Georgia's Azerbaijani community celebrated Noruz, a non-religious New Year celebration held on the spring equinox on the 21st. President Zurbashvili attended events in Gardabani. Prime Minister Bakhtadze went to Marneuli. Two conscripts at the Kurtzanisi Training Center were arrested by the military police last week on charges of beating and extorting money from another conscript for not giving them his financial information. The conscript who was beaten was interviewed by Rustaviori several days before the arrest and said that beatings were common and this particular incident had been witnessed by his supervising officer. Representative for the Defense Ministry, including Defense Minister Levani Zoria, denied that officers were present or involved in any way. Tbilisi City Court approved the extradition of Jack Shepard, a British man wanted for the killing of a woman in Britain this week. Shepard agreed to the extradition in court, saying that it was difficult. It was a difficult decision, but that he wanted to be back with his family. He was charged in absentia with negligent killing of a woman in a boating accident and sentenced to six months in prison last July. He surrendered to Georgian police in January after months of hiding. There was a fight between a group of Georgian and Indian men at a holy celebration in Tbilisi's Tatsmina Park last week. A video shows a Georgian man hitting an Indian guy with some unknown object and then running away, and then another Indian guy saying something along the lines of fuck Georgians in Georgian, which predictably caused more outcry than the initial attack. 29-year-old woman Melano Putkharadze died in Batumi, 
hospital this week after being diagnosed with acute appendicitis. Her death led to concerns about the quality of care in the Batumi Hospital Med Center and the medical regulatory agency is investigating. Small protests have been held outside of the center, and the story has prompted a lot of anger and concerns from local communities. Protesters in Lower Swaneti, uh, in the Lower Svanetian town of Lenteki, blocked government officials from attending a meeting to discuss the uh, Cheledula Three Power hydropower plant project. They accused Prime Minister Bakhtadze's advisors on regional issues, Sosar Subadi, of disregarding local opposition to the project. Protesters say that the area where the dam is supposed to be built is narrow and seismically unstable, thus creating danger for their homes and the environment, and one protester said that locals don't intend to let the project materialize. (coughs) Officials moved the meeting to Mestia. Instead, Lenteji locals have opposed the project consistently, blocking roads in March 2018, going on hunger strike in July 2018, walking out of meetings in Tbilisi in December 2018, and criticizing it at numerous town meetings and other events. About 100 taxi drivers blocked Tbilisi's Rustaveli Avenue for about 10 minutes on Wednesday before being moved by police to protest new regulations that would require all taxis to be painted white, to be left-hand drive, to have at least four doors, and have technical inspection twice yearly. Taxi drivers are demanding that the rules be removed entirely or at least postponed until 2025. Labor Party led the protests, which began at Station Square and marched to Parliament. One protester was arrested on charges of petty hooliganism and disobeying police officer. Another was hospitalized after falling ill during the conflict with police. Labor Party said that the protest was permitted and that authorities illegally forced them to move out of the road. A smaller rally was held by drivers on the 20th as well in front of City Hall. The changes were introduced by City Hall in the fall of 2018 and divide taxis into two categories. Left-hand drive cars painted white by October 2019 will be Category A taxis allowed to have a taxi sign on top to pick up passengers on the street or with an app and with special parking permits. Other cars will be designated Category B and will only be permitted to pick up passengers who call them or use an application like Yandex or Taxify. City Hall has provided vouchers for repainting, but protesters say that they do not cover the full cost and were not available to all drivers. The vouchers are also apparently not state or city funded, but instead paid for by a private company that then is able to advertise on the cars in question for two years. A labor representative said that he thinks the changes are being made to force private taxi drivers out of business to be replaced with a company benefiting Tbilisi Mayor Kachi Kaladze or Bidzina Ivanishvili or both. Another protest is scheduled for the 11th of April in front of Bidzina's Glass Castle. Stuff to read. OC Media published an account by a woman whose father and uncle were among the bodies from the Georgian, sorry, from the Abkhazian War identified by the Red Cross last week. She was five when the war broke out, but remembers taking a rusty train with her brother and mother, leaving her father behind to take care of his brothers. She also remembers thinking John Travolta looked a lot like her father, and when she was young, every time she saw Travolta on TV, she would call out to her mother that her father was alive until they... Uh, got the notice this March. She still believed that someday they would find him. The caucus's research 
Research Resource Center blog this week posted on OC Media looks at perceptions of education in Georgia. 96% of the survey respondents thought their community schools were good or at least average, uh, though minorities believe that private tutoring, sorry, majorities of people believe that private tutoring is still necessary to pass exit exams and university entrance exams, implying that schools are not up to the need of the pupils. Additionally, a test given to 15-year-olds in OECD and partner countries, the PISA test, Georgia is one of the lowest performers. In 2015, about half of the test takers scored below the levels in math and reading that marks a test threshold for being able to fully participate in society. Chai Khanna profiled <clears throat> a Georgian girl from Iran part of the Georgian ethnic minority in Iran, exiled 400 years ago, who are increasingly moving back to Georgia. <clears throat> Negar Khodavandi is half Georgian and learned Georgian as a child from her mother, but struggles with the language, a medical student in Tbilisi today. She's here with her sister, and and there are enough uh, Fede Danshar Georgians that she was able to enroll in a language class, especially for them as the Georgian they speak is old-fashioned and laced with Persian. All this stuff the reads posted on our forum dive bar number. This week's dive bar number is one hundred and nine thousand five hundred and forty-four. The distance in kilometers traveled by all of Tbilisi's buses on the average day. Announcements on the 29th, acclaimed pianist uh, Dudana Mezmanishvili will perform works by Sergei Rachmaninoff and Karl Maria von Weber, accompanied by the Batumi State Musical Center Symphony Orchestra at the Batumi Zakaria Paliashvili Music School at 7 p.m. Also on the 29th, Batumi Critical Mass will ride from the Alphabet Tower, gathering at 8 p.m. to ride at 9 as they do. On every last Friday of the month, in case of rain, interested people can meet at Free Space to drink tea and discuss future writing plans. On the 30th, the Tolerance and Diversity Institute will screen their film Images of Diversity at the Batumi Free Space at 4 p.m., followed by a discussion about the film. On the 31st, Batumi Free Space is hosting a free event for housewives with karaoke and singing to honor the work that they do beginning at 8 p.m. On the 29th, from 7 to 9 p.m., the Rondelli Foundation in Tbilisi will host a lecture on U.S. policy towards the region by Celeste Wallander of the U.S.-Russia Foundation. Tbilisi's Creator Bar is holding a music festival fundraiser on the 29th and 30th, featuring a lot of local bands. Music starts 6 p.m. both days. The American Friends of Georgia are hosting their annual charity gala on the Tbilisi Sheraton, uh, at the Tbilisi Sheraton Matehi Palace on the 30th at 6 p.m., there will be cocktails, food, dancing, an auction, and a raffle in support of children's shelter and a hospice and palliative care program. A new art space is opening in Tbilisi on the 30th, Untitled Gallery. Their goal is to present emerging and established contemporary artists from South Caucasus to bring people and art together. Their first exhibit will include work by Tbilisi-based artists, uh, Salomaya Bauer, and the opening will include opportunities to meet artists and try Georgian wine beginning at 6 p.m. at 17 Ivana Machabelli Street. Also on the 30th, the Ministry of Environmental Protection, Agriculture, and the World Wildlife Fund, among other groups, are hosting an Earth Hour event in uh, Tbilisi's Rije Park from 8 to 9.30 p.m. Earth Hour aims at bringing attention to climate change and other environmental issues by encouraging people to turn off 
all of their lights for one hour, 8 to 9 p.m., and speak up about nature. The Rije Park event will include music by Oto Nemsadze, Moku Moku, and Killages. French psychedelic folk band Serafine will perform at Tbilisi's Backstage 76 on the 5th, beginning at 9 p.m. Their music is apparently, quote, at the crossroads of solar pop, dreamlike ballads, and epic trance, end quote. And, quote, video is an integral part of their live performances that evolve through a series of hypnotic and enchanting scenes, colon, a spellbinding journey for the audience, end quote. They will be preceded by flight mode. Finally, for our London listeners, Georgian piano virtuoso Khatia Bunatiashvili will perform Liszt and Schubert at the Barbican on the 1st, beginning at 7.30 p.m. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tbilpod at gmail.com or post the form on our website, www.tbilpod.com. And we will finish with, from Oklahoma, from 1969, this is Karen Dalton with... It hurts me too. I love you, baby. Ain't gonna lie. Without you, darling, I can't be satisfied. It hurts me 